VI Shots Love You Podcast, Episode 13. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of VI Shots. My name is Michael Ivoriotis, and this is the podcast devoted to the world of LabVIEW. With each episode, I bring you interviews, discussions, and share with you ideas for how you can take your LabVIEW development to the next level. Well, thank you all again for joining me on this episode of the VI Shots podcast. I'm very excited today to have with me Brian Spears and Jasim Sharani from Six Clear. Uh, Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yes, thank you. Uh, both Brian and Jasim uh, told me the other day that they have some exciting news uh, to tell the, the VI Shots audience. But uh, before we get into that, um, I'd like to ask you guys a little bit about uh, your background. And um, I'm familiar with your company a little bit. Um, I know you've been around since 2008, um, but I'm, I'm sure there's been a, a little bit of history before that. And really, it probably just goes back to my uh, roots in LabVIEW. I was a uh, in university doing some biomass combustion research, some research analysis, so uh, computer modeling, and then also the uh, in, in the reactor as well. So I kind of remember the first time I ran into LabVIEW, we had a, a basically a giant cylinder in the middle of our lab, about 12 or 15 feet high, uh, with windows, you know, little, little windows in it, so you could see the flames and uh, thermocouples and pressure transducers. And so our, our task was to watch how this, these little sawdust particles essentially we're moving through that reactor and burning over time, like over the the, uh, the height of the reactor, they would change. So we were using some uh, modeling computations to do that. And then also to automate the whole process was LabVIEW. So I, I walked in one time and looked at the PC beside the reactor. And I looked at him like, what, a, what is that, a circuit diagram, a schematic? Like, what, what's happening here? So the research assistant at the time introduced LabVIEW and, and showed how it worked, kind of gave me a data flow overview. And at that time... Or, and that's when we started using LabVIEW, or I started using LabVIEW uh, more consistently in the lab. Uh, and then also to automate some other labs that we were using, began using LabVIEW to control pumps and that type of stuff. Uh, and that led into my interest with National Instruments. And I started working there. And I worked there in the applications engineering department for a few years and then did some technical marketing as well. So uh, when, when, what, year, what year did you start working at National Instruments? That would have been 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2004, I started working at National Instruments, and I really enjoyed teaching the LabVIEW classes. In fact, in my career at National Instruments, I, I probably taught 50 of them, and then once I, once I moved away from National Instruments, I taught several more. So uh, almost a, a year's worth of time in the classroom, just me and students teaching LabVIEW. So I, I really enjoyed it. it was, uh, I, I love to kind of see people get it. So that's uh, pretty exciting. Uh, and then after the application engineering, I went into, I did some technical marketing and then also some web marketing. And that's how Jasmine and I began working together. So when you were in school, uh, what version of LabVIEW what did you start at? That's a good question. I was thinking about that the other day. It would have, it's uh, going to be probably LabVIEW 6-ish. That's the, that's the version, 6-ish. That's the, that's the Easter egg version. There's a lot of good things in 6-ish. It's around that. So the six I, so the I stands for ish. I think, yeah, the I stands for ish. That's a good, that's a good point. Um, so Jasim, how did you meet up with Brian or maybe you want to talk a little bit about before that? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I can, I can take us all the way back. Uh, I'll try to do it in brief. So my love for teaching actually started, uh, way, way back. It's something that I started doing in college, uh, t- tutoring actually, and mostly in mathematics. 
I was both a math and a double E major. Um, the first little company I did right out of college was actually a little company called Madison Mathematics. And we were effectively a health club for teaching mathematics. And it was fun. Uh, after school, children would come from, you know, 3 to 10 p.m. or so. And we would uh, teach in small groups typically. So that was my first uh, experience, I guess, even as an entrepreneur. And then, of course, uh, you know, teaching uh, was really close to home and close to my heart there. That said, uh, college was also uh, sort of LabVIEW starting point for me. Uh, similarly to Brian, it was in a lab. Uh, it was actually a course on advanced laboratory, which I was taking, I believe it was the junior year, the first semester of uh, the EE program. And as a result of that, uh, I actually did join National Instruments as an intern, technically a co-op there in R&D. Uh, and I was there for a good five or six months, I suppose. And uh, that's when I started jumping on the LabVIEW bandwagon uh, in full, so to speak. It was actually 5X or so, I think, that we were working on at the university. And I think I was actually there uh, for the 6I release at NI uh, that summer leading into NI week. Uh, if my memory served me correctly, that was about when, uh, when things kicked off. So that said, uh, one of the other things I really got interested in um, after eventually returning uh, to, to NI to work full time in 2004, as Brian did, uh, was the web. Um, and so I actually did another little company on the side uh, called VCheck. And uh, that's where I had my sort of big introduction to uh, the web technologies, uh, sort of like uh, many years back, I'd had the big introduction to LabVIEW. In any event, um, eventually that, uh, you know, brought me around to where I am today and, and sort of putting all those pieces together uh, has, has worked really well then now working with Brian uh, in Sixclair. Okay, that, sound, that sounds awesome. Um, uh, Justin, I'd like to, well, you said, you mentioned, so you've had uh, some business experience in the past. You said you um, you did this math tutoring or math teaching, this after school program. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And it was actually, uh, so right after graduating college, uh, I jumped into that with uh, uh, another buddy of mine in the Madison area. And uh, it was both after school during the semesters. And we also had a sort of science and engineering enrichment program during the summer, but you got it. Mm-hmm. And so you've, you've had sort of this entrepreneurial bug from, from early on then. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. In fact, uh, me and the, the same buddy back in Madison, uh, we actually got our first taste of that entering what was called the Shoof's Prize for Creativity. In fact, I think, uh, silly enough, if you Google my name, uh, that's one of the things that, that will come up or that has historically. Um, apologies to Google's for using, using that as a verb there or something. But, uh, and uh, he and I entered as freshmen uh, and did this uh, cute little device, which I guess I'll spare you the details on now. Um, but um, yeah, that's, uh, that's where the entrepreneurial bug perhaps was seeded first. And then with VCheck, you said you got introduced to web technologies. Um, was that kind of an eye opener for you as far as what can be done on the internet? Absolutely. Yeah, it was, um, you know, I had this idea uh, with the, the entrepreneurial bug that, you know, somehow I wanted to be able to you know, deliver things uh, to people, uh, whatever that would be in product form and uh, sort of web and web services became a, a really natural fit because with the open source technology growth in that area, uh, one could get started with very little capital and uh, and begin doing something. And so, yeah, that was definitely an eye opener. Uh, and, and sort of the rest is history there. Once I, I got going on that, I never stopped. And how did you and Brian meet you, I'm not sure I followed that part of it. Oh, sure. Yeah. So uh, Brian and I met actually at National Instruments. Uh, so we had had opportunity to work together, I guess, in a lighter fashion uh, in uh, in application engineering. And then through our careers there, then we uh, we got to bump heads quite a bit. So were you working at NI? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, I missed that part in the middle, huh? So the, the uh, it basically goes like this. 
Uh, I did do the internship while still at the University of Wisconsin, of course, went back and finished uh, the degree there, and right out of college did Madison Mathematics. Uh, That's that tutoring company you mentioned. And uh, it was actually about a year and a half into that that I connected with uh, the field sales uh, engineer in that area uh, uh, for an eye and expressed interest in making a move and a transition. Um, We were deciding not to try to grow that business, although it had treated us well and was a great experience for the short time we had it for two years. And uh, that was actually when I, I did make the move to uh, Austin, Texas, and to join an I in 2004. Now, fast forward a little bit to sort of the creation of uh, Six Clear. Now, both of you guys, you know, have met um, both working at, at National Instruments, and uh, both of you probably have this uh, entrepreneurial bug to maybe start your own business. So how, how does that get conceived? I mean, what, what were you guys thinking during that time is, you know, uh, I mean, I, I assume both of you guys had stable jobs. Um, and so what, what is the mentality that's going through your head as far as, you know, hey, let's go and start our own company? Yeah, I mean, the mentality for me, I guess, was always, uh, you know, maybe first and foremost, uh, the, the lifestyle and, and perhaps just being a, a control freak to some degree. Um, you know, the enterprise setting is great. We did both have, uh, you know, stable jobs that way. And I guess I won't speak for Brian's experience, you know, entirely, but, uh, for me, you know, that was a great experience and also something of an eye opener, um, realizing that, you know, I wanted the autonomy, uh, the creativity. And if I had a, a wild and crazy idea one morning when I woke up, uh, you know, how long was it going to be until I could commit serious hours to working on it? And, uh, you know, so it was a great experience at an eye and obviously, you know, a love and a, a knowledge for LabVIEW grew there. And uh, I guess, you know, thinking about entrepreneurship in general, um, that's really, you know, where you, you pick your, uh, I guess, what's the right word? Uh, where you pick your poison, that's not the right word. Uh, you know, where you choose to shoot, I guess, has a lot to do with your experience. And so, you know, LabVIEW was a really natural choice. Um, and, you know, we could talk even more about LabVIEW. It's, I think, probably cliche at this point, but, you know, why it's, uh, it's an effective programming language. And fortunately, I'd come from a background having programmed in several languages. And so I think for me, uh, coming to LabVIEW was even more rewarding because I was able to appreciate the efficiencies in development and the abstraction uh, there than perhaps uh, you know, others who hadn't had the, the previous pains of text-based programming didn't fully uh, appreciate. And so uh, you know, that played a big role for me, I would say, that the, the, you know, the bug was always there, uh, but the, the push had a lot to do with lifestyle choices and with uh, you know, sort of being excited and creative and uh, wanting to be able to work on those things and find a way to make that my job. Right. And uh, Brian, yourself? Yeah, it's, it's not dissimilar to what Justin was saying. I, uh, I'm not sure how familiar you are with, for instance, the applications engineering department at uh, National Instruments. But uh, when you work in there on several different projects, and then you typically interview to move out of the department. And I did interview with uh, one, <clears throat> one department head, and I didn't get the job. I, I, didn't work, I went somewhere else. I went to uh, the web marketing side, but when I decided to leave shortly after National Instruments, I chatted with that same uh, department head, and he said I, I wouldn't work well with the team. As I, I was, uh, I wanted to own something. I don't want to lead it, but I didn't want to work as a part of it. Uh, and that was obvious in in what he got from my interview. Um, and it's and it's really just a matter of for for some people working in a corporation like National Instruments works well, and it's a fantastic company. In fact, we're we're alliance partners with them. Um, but for some people, like myself and Jasmine as well, it just it feels good to have complete ownership of what you do. And working at Six Clear is it meets that every day. Like it's uh, I love what I do. 
Well, I mean, I think it's it's very important when whenever you're leaving uh, a company to always leave on good terms, obviously, because uh, especially with uh, your special situation, because you're leaving and then using the product of that company and you need to interact with them on a daily basis, right? Absolutely. And I, and I think that's actually part of National Instruments business models. They, they hire a lot uh, out of college and that type of thing. And they, and it's a revolutionary product, right? The revolutionary idea of virtual instrumentation and LabVIEW and such. And so even if uh, engineers don't stay at National Instruments, they're going to go and take that knowledge that they've learned to other companies that they work in. And so as, as a result, LabVIEW spreads. And that's a good thing for National Instruments. And in fact, if we, if we leave, you know, as we did, it goes somewhere else, we're, we're fitting their paradigm because we're taking our expertise and we're twisting it and, and fitting a market that hadn't previously been addressed. And as a result, that's good for national instruments. It's good for us. It's good for the customers. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe even piggybacking what Brian said there, uh, what was interesting for me is, um, you know, I had maybe a similar experience. Uh, it's coming up through the application engineering ranks uh, after having been in R&D. You know, R&D was a, was a place that I was looking potentially and potentially to do more with LabVIEW. Uh, and then having, I guess, really gotten into the web, uh, suddenly, you know, web marketing uh, had possible interest to, to see sort of an enterprise implementation on the web, et cetera, that, that NI has going on. Anyway, um, one of the things that, that happened for me that I guess didn't come out you know, in the first round of, of uh, mentioning it here is I was actually getting a little bit farther away from LabVIEW. And uh, it, you know, my excitement for it never lost. And in fact, I was sort of really rooted in LabVIEW, even as an AE, way back in the days where things were organized and was actually on a team for, for a long time, which uh, was exclusively devoted uh, to just LabVIEW. As a result of getting away from it, then in, on the marketing side for a bit, uh, you know, it was actually exciting for me uh, at the prospect of getting back to to really doing LabVIEW uh, on a full time basis. And so that was actually a a push for me, uh, you know, at a, at a sort of in a really pointed fashion. In addition to the the other higher level misty stuff about wanting to be an entrepreneur and sort of you know wake up in the morning and control my destiny. So let's talk a little bit about Six Clear, the company itself, and you know some of the services you provide. Uh, from looking at the website, it seems like you have two uh, two personas, right? There's the there's the training um, and the online training and in person training, and there's also the the services side where you actually do systems. Is that correct? Yes, totally sure. Yeah. So how how do you balance that split and you know uh, of your time and? Well, I, I can tell you that uh, if you see, I guess the current website, the the sort of left side is training and the right side is uh, development. Um, I'm usually doing training stuff with my left hand and developing with my right. Um, and I try to, no, of course. I've that's seen him do that. It's, it's, it's amazing. You, you wouldn't <laughs> think it could be done. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, I guess the, the best answer is it's a, it's a pretty good split. Um, you know, we, we definitely view both strategically and, uh, you know, we, we work really hard at both. Um, you know, the training, I guess, you know, hearing both Brian and, and, uh, my experience uh, was was really natural and very exciting, I guess, and uh, the the development, of course, uh, for the same reason, maybe just as uh, as I noted there, and in, in having really been excited getting back to LabVIEW. Um, so it's a pretty good mix, and you know what happens on a given day is uh, driven, you know, in large part, I guess, by the the demand and the need. Um, if there's a, a really interesting opportunity uh, for development, then you know that becomes a hot topic. Uh, but then, of course, you know we're always being strategic and and uh, wanting to do. Uh, innovative things on the training side. And so, you know, a large part of our time is also spent uh, building that as well. Yeah, it's, it's I, just to add to what Justin is saying, uh, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's pure synergy. Uh, we have, we'll start with customers that we're developing code for, and in many cases they want to 
we, we want to deliver them a completed application, but then they want to maintain it. So it makes sense that we would tell them how to maintain the code, but then also train them on how to exactly do that. And the, the course is a perfect way to do that. Uh, on the flip side, uh, having taught so many people LabVIEW, many people walk into a, a fundamentals level course with the understanding that they'll be able to code entire applications very easily at the end. And while they can, they can code quite a few things at the end of a week's worth of training, they may look at their current application and think, wow, this is more complicated than I thought. LabVIEW is, is bigger than I thought. It's a full programming language. So as a result, we're often brought on to either consult or develop the application, and then they maintain it as a result. So either way, uh, they, it just dovetails very nicely. Either the training first to the development, the development first to the training. I've gone through some of your uh, training courses. Um, I think I have the trial. I believe you guys have a trial that you can go on, right? The test drive, yes. Yes, I went through that test drive. Uh, it was excellent material. I loved it. I think you guys are doing a great job uh, with your material. Uh, one, one wow, thing thank I, you. One thing I noticed was that um, not just in the material, but in the blog as well, in the, the VI High um, video series, um, you guys insert a little bit of humor in there every now and then. And I noticed that runs throughout the website as well. You'll notice a little few little puns here and there. Is that sort of a theme in general that you guys want to keep maintaining? Sort of a, our company is fun and funny. <laughs> I would, I, uh, my mom says I'm funny. I, that's not funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the absolutely. Like we're, we're two lighthearted guys. If you get us in conversation and just observe, we are funny i think we're funny and we enjoy it so uh, we'll, we'll play off each other and uh, the company is just really it's a we love to do it uh, we both are very energized about six clear and it's a fun type of thing that we do every day we're excited about it. and as a result uh it's, the humor just naturally flows uh, I, I i don't think it would be us on the videos it wouldn't be us on the website if we weren't also throwing in the humor it just it's it's six clear is us and we are Six clear, huh? How about that? That's you probably want to edit that last part out. That's terrible. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm yeah. leaving that in. Sorry. <laughs> we'll see more of that as well. Um, you know, it's. I think there's always initially, uh, you know, thoughts about you know branding and image and all that kind of stuff. And fortunately, the the last you know five plus years, I think, on the web have treated uh, the world uh, fairly well, at least in the following sense. You know, that marketing has got a bit more quippy. Probably as a result of the the open source uh, nature of, of a lot of the technologies there, a lot of people were able to get started quickly, and uh, you know some of them took chances and, and just had fun, and they were a bit quippy, and uh, you know some of those companies grew and grew up nicely, and so I think uh, it opened the door uh, to uh, you know I hesitate to say less formal, uh, but at least a more playful uh, way to to do marketing and a, and a playful image was no longer viewed as immature, and so uh, yeah, that's you know it's fun for us, and I think we'll see even more of that in the future. Yes, it's less stodgy. So uh, you guys started off, and they're, the company is fully self-funded, I assume? Yes, absolutely. We, yeah, yeah we, we have the benefit of, of being in a uh, perennially in-demand market. Like Once we both left National Instruments, there, there's demand already for your services. So from day one, we were profitable. Uh, so kind of developing the course, working with our customers in development. So, yes. Yeah, so, and I would say that's not to... Not to diminish the you know the need to to get out there or so and and do the some of the traditional marketing and sales related activities um, you know the definitely the market is there it's very niche and with uh, with a lot of experience if you're one of the few so to speak uh, it, the opportunity is definitely there uh, but that's not to say that it doesn't take some work to you know generate and continue uh, to generate business 
So is it fair yeah. to say that both of you uh, share it, the responsibilities or is there um, someone, one of you guys that has more experience in one area and you focus on that? For example, I, I think, Jasim, you, you prefer to do web. Is that right? Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an areas of ownership type of thing. So it's some of uh, one of us is more naturally inclined to do, for instance, Jasim on the web. He's very good at it. But that's uh, his he has uh, he has the ability to create in, incredibly sexy web apps. And so uh, he owns that entirely. And so, uh, for instance, I would own the curriculum and VI high and that type of stuff. But there are a million other things that go into running a small business. And we just kind of divide those up according to our skill and interest level and just flat out need. I don't like the legal stuff, but I'll do legal stuff. And, you know, Jasim doesn't like the accounting, but I do the counting. So I do the counting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, and obviously we have uh, people that work with us as well. So part of the six clear staff. So they'll handle uh, many of these things as well. Maybe just to, to add a little bit, cause I, it was, I liked where Brian was going there. What's, what's really fun, I guess, about uh, the way that we work and division of responsibilities is that, you know, there, there are definitely some, some places where we both have to sort of bite the bullet you know, the, the day-to-day sort of tasks to keep a business going that, that maybe nobody really enjoys. Um, but that said, uh, we get to focus and, and specialize in a lot of ways on the things that we're really excited about, you know. Uh, and then at the same time, there's still a, a, a really high level of collaboration, especially when it comes to strategic and, and visionary things. So, you know, we're, we're both sort of acting in the CEO role and strategizing about the company in general. And then when it comes down to execution, you know, it's easy for us to to task off doing web-related stuff, uh, you know, to me, maybe doing some of the, the marketing and the, the video content creation stuff uh, to, to Brian. And ultimately, there's some mixing uh, all around. It's sort of a matter of degree. But um, yeah, that division of responsibility, you know, happens pretty naturally. And uh, ultimately, I think it's just the excitement for, you know, the opportunity that, that drives us and where we have to bite bullets and, and do some things uh, that we otherwise wouldn't love to do. Nah, it's okay. It's sort of the, that's the 5%. Um, yeah, I mean, there's uh, that's that's what you get for owning your own company, right? I mean, you sometimes you have to just roll up your sleeves and just do the work because no one else is going to do it, right? Exactly. exactly. It's part of the thrill, and it's part of the things that isn't so fun. Well, some of those things that aren't so fun, but yeah, it's part of your own owning your own company, and we enjoy it. Okay, so now I'd like to get into the topic that we mentioned at the top of the show, which is a, a new product idea that you guys have. I'm excited. Uh, a new product uh, for the LabVIEW community. Uh, tell me about that. This is a product which, you know, uh, really stemmed from uh, some work that we had been doing and, and a realization that I think a lot of uh, LabVIEW developers probably have if, if they do it for any stretch. Uh, and you end up uh, sort of reinventing the wheel in a lot of ways. There are, of course, details for any, uh, you know, given implementation uh, that are different, but a lot of the structure uh, is, is similar. Anyway, as a result of, of doing some interesting things at uh, some university labs and some big energy laboratories some national laboratories, um, we started to realize that, that a couple of things could, uh, we could add value in a couple of ways that we, we sort of previously weren't. And they really go as follows. One is, you know, it'd be nice if we could give our customers a bit more flexibility uh, in, in the applications that we delivered. Uh, you know, something as subtle as changing the order of, of operations uh, or, or changing subtly uh, some parameters that, uh, you know, maybe otherwise uh, would have had a linear uh, component to them in terms of how it was programmed to spec or so. Uh, really taking that concept to uh, sort of the nth degree and maybe whatever N is, we don't mean to, to overstate what's going on, but basically giving customers a bit more flexibility was one thing that uh, we found would be useful 
And then on the other, the other hand, we found ourselves, you know, reinventing uh, the wheel a bit on architecture quite often. And we thought, you know, maybe there's a way uh, and maybe we should march in a direction that sort of gives some customers the flexibility to rearrange their programs, if you will, and, uh, and also give ourselves uh, some nice lines uh, that, that let us, you know, add some value, create new things, even for some of those existing customers without having to reinvent the architecture wheel. And uh, so out of that popped, I guess, what will uh, be willing to, to open in uh, transparency here, at least the internal name, uh, something like uh, a sequencer. And so inside we call it, uh, you know, the six-year sequencer. It probably won't have that name when it, when it uh, releases as a product. Um, and there are even some interesting uh, considerations still on the table for how we release it and uh, what if, if any parts become actually free for use in the LabVIEW community. So um, I know the, a common word that gets thrown around a lot is framework, right? So is this a framework? Yeah, I would say that that's an accurate uh, description. Um, to, to go maybe next level of detail, it, it is a framework uh, at, at a sort of high level. Uh, it's a plug-in architecture, um, which allows a, a compiled application, which knows how to manage uh, what we'll call pieces of the puzzle uh, in, in, a, in a nice way. And then the pieces of the puzzle can be uh, created outside of that framework and, uh, and sort of added and removed, uh, you know, as necessary. And so, yeah, framework is probably a very accurate description. And right now, this is something that you guys are using uh, uh, at certain customers, I take it? Or at, uh, you yeah. said at university labs? Yep. Yeah, there's some university labs and some national laboratories uh, using it currently. Exactly. Um, and it was actually, uh, that use case was, was in part a driver where sort of in the experimentation uh, realm, a laboratory setting, uh, there was this constant need to sort of rearrange things. And ultimately, they were wanting to do all of the same kinds of things, uh, just sort of rearrange the building blocks. And so uh, we, we sort of took that analogy almost uh, directly and, and applied it here to, to what we had turned out. And this, uh, this abstracts the complexity of sort of coding your own, going into the diagram and rearranging the block diagram and adding VIs, removing VIs. So this is kind of like a plug-and-play framework, correct? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can imagine, uh, without the picture here, I suppose I'll, I'll do my best in words, you can imagine sort of a, a grid of uh, blocks that you can control the order of execution for. And uh, this is, of course, the, the front panel user interface that we're talking about. And, uh, you know, they can effectively uh, move things around and, and create an order of operations out of what we internally, again, call commands. And those commands are just building blocks for what we would call then a program uh, that would be created. And then, of course, you can save and recall and run any time uh, any of the configurations of those quote-unquote commands. And ultimately, you can sort of build your, your own program without doing any actual coding uh, right there in the interface. Mm-hmm. It may be helpful at this point to actually just just give an example of that. Like what what would be a common you know use or a, a common run that they would do? Oh sure, yeah. So very good, uh, very good point. Um, so a good example would be you know creating, for example, a DAC task, and I'll use the word example at least uh, a few other times in exemplary fashion. Um, the idea being, you know, I want to create a task, give it a name, uh, configure up some analog input channels, perhaps of various types, and I want to define you know sampling rate, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and eventually, you know, run this thing. And of course, I would like a display. Maybe I want to stream it to disk. Well, you can imagine if each of those sort of discrete operations uh, was one of the bricks. Um, and in fact, if, if it was possible to create uh, multiple uh, sort of lines of those things, um, that I could create almost any uh, basic, you know, DAC program with some file streaming and a nice sort of display 
uh, interface where I could choose channels perhaps uh, to view at a given time, uh, things of that nature. Uh, so that's a good example. And then where maybe some of the, uh, uh, the extensibility comes in and why it's uh, nice as a framework is, you know, suppose they, they wanted to do uh, some analysis in real time uh, or even post-processing later or maybe wanted to integrate with uh, some other instrumentation that, that didn't lean on the uh, uh, you know, NI platform. Uh, what's nice is you know, we can cook up then independently of the framework and independently of everything that they had done, uh, some similar commands, uh, if you will, and those plug into the architecture without a, uh, a necessary rebuild for the framework itself. And suddenly they can begin interleaving and lacing in that functionality uh, however they see fit uh, without having to go program. Uh, and so maybe that's an example. Maybe it doesn't get us all the way through, but hopefully articulates a bit more clearly uh, kind of the, the, the value and, and the use of the, the framework. So, I mean, um, a lot of people will argue, well, isn't that what LabVIEW is? It's, it's a bunch of building blocks that you wire things together. Um, you know, an, an example of the 3VI three, three uh, application, uh, collect, uh, acquire, analyze, and present, for example. Um, so how does this take it to a different level uh is is the the whole point i guess the the fact that you don't have to program in in LabVIEW is that what the, the main benefit i guess yeah i would say that that's probably the main benefit ultimately to the end user uh is that they can begin uh creating their own programs if you will without programming in LabVIEW yeah um we also you know it was interesting we we sort of learned a lesson as well and in part working with you know some of the field sales force for an eye and and in general uh, being out there, you know, uh, and in the industry for the last 10 plus years, one of the realizations was, you know, not everyone is going to be a programmer. And, and that means not everybody's going to be a LabVIEW programmer. And uh, that doesn't uh, necessarily mean that they don't want to, uh, you know, or, or aren't going to be involved in, in sort of the definition process for uh, some of their applications. And as a result, it became a, a question about, is there a shade of gray in here where there is a value added in letting a true non-programmer uh, be able to program. And then at the same time, uh, sort of giving uh, not only them the flexibility to create their own programs, but also giving ourselves or even them the ability to, where they did have some programming experience, uh, create some new bits and pieces that could be reused right in the context of the rest of what they already had. Uh, and so it was somewhere in that, uh, uh, that mixture, if you will, that blend of, of requirements that, that this popped out and ended up being uh, very useful to us and, and to some customers so far. So what, what's the next step? Where do, where do you take it from here? Yeah, well, that's a, that's a great question because it's the one that we're trying to answer as well right now. Um, one opportunity that, we've, that we're starting to see uh, is perhaps the value that, that it could have in the LabVIEW community. Uh, so let me back up just a little bit, and then we'll rush right forward to the Big Bang conclusion. And it isn't even a, a foregone conclusion. One of the things we realized as well is having the, the nice sort of command architecture that the framework could suck up really easily actually made coding easier for us because we didn't have to worry at all about the details of the architecture anymore. We could just focus on the specific functionality of a command, code within uh, the little wrapper for it, and suddenly it would magically appear. And we realized that, you know, just like that would enable us, for example, to uh, hire, say, a junior level developer uh, and, and have them meaningfully contribute to uh, a potentially enterprise uh, level project, that perhaps the LabVIEW community flush with developers at all levels, uh, you know, presumably the bulk of which would, would fall into the uh, basic or intermediate level, 
Uh, if they had a framework like this, they may also be able to deliver enterprise applications without having to be an architect. And so that was an interesting opportunity that, uh, uh, that, that sort of has come to light and that uh, we're thinking about very carefully, which is, you know, possibly giving the framework away uh, for free and uh, enabling people to build their own modules, if you will, their own commands and command collections uh, and, and be able to deliver solutions on this platform, just like we do. And of course, then perhaps we would sell uh, some of the modules that we've created and uh, give people sort of a buffet style experience. Um, and, you know, maybe that's a, uh, a diminutive term to use for it, but something like an app store experience where you can now, you know, plug and play effectively uh, the, the kinds of commands and the kinds of functionality that you need. And you can intermix them uh, to your heart's desire in the framework. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that sounds exciting. I mean, there, I know there's a lot of people out there. Uh, I see it on the forums every day where they're asking, you know, how do I create this framework? How do I um, communicate between different applications? There are different VIs in my program, that type of thing. So your your framework would cover a lot of that stuff that a lot of people are trying to figure out from scratch, right? Yeah, we think so. And we hope so. And in fact, this, uh, you know, we're right at a, about the time where it'd be great uh, to get some feedback, even at this early stage, uh, from folks on, on the concept. If, if it rings true, if uh, people out in the community, the LabVIEW community, think, hey, you know, that would be really cool. Um, you know, that's the kind of thing that, that may tip us uh, or uh, tilt us in that direction uh, over versus going with a, you know, a straight sort of product uh, delivery uh, in the marketplace. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, we hope it solves a lot of those use cases. Um, and, and we don't mean, I guess, to, uh, you know, compare or, uh, or in any way, you know, overtake other frameworks that are out there. It, it, this is not, uh, you know, your, your catch-all solution, I would say, for, for everything you could possibly do. It covers quite a bit. We've done a good job, I think, in abstraction for sure. Uh, but, you know, even uh, recent presentations, you know, we've all seen and, and, uh, and played with in the actor framework, etc. You know, perhaps solving slightly different use cases. Um, and, and in fact, what's interesting about the, the framework is that it doesn't actually prevent or preclude uh, the use of any other framework in the context of the, the pieces that you build. Uh, so building your own commands, uh, some of which are own, uh, our own commands are full-blown applications, if you will. Uh, they're just effectively you know, pieces of a bigger puzzle. And uh, what we eliminate is for you having to worry about uh, how the user is going to put those pieces of the puzzle together. Uh, and you can give them that flexibility, and you can build any pieces you'd like. And uh, fortunately, the, the sequencer is a very nice sort of, uh, you know, cut. It has no wavy lines in the puzzle. Uh, they're all straight, and so any piece fits in nicely. Now, of course, the, uh, the killer question, uh, I'm sure you guys have been expecting this. Uh, so when is this going to be released? When, when is this going to be out? When can we get a little hands on it? Oh, yeah, the, the killer questions. We, we know. Uh, we, mm. I guess we're not holding ourselves uh, to anything specifically. Um, we're having you know, some interesting discussions now uh, behind the scenes about it and about the timing. Um, you know, I guess it, I hesitate to go into any more details. I don't want to set an expectation and have us not meet it uh, on account of you know, something important on, on the backside. But what I can tell you, or what we should say, is that we're really excited about it, and we, we hope sooner than later uh, you know, and on the order of months, of course, not anything on the order of years. So, um, you know, if we were really lucky and, uh, and really efficient, you know, maybe we could say something like weeks, uh, but we're excited about it for sure. And, uh, it'll definitely come out in one form or another. And, um, I would know. be excited if it came out in weeks, I would be very excited. 
<laughs> is, that, that is, would that, be right is that Brian pressuring that's awesome <laughs> wait yeah we we know how how high each other's plates are heaped and I, i'm not about to say you know eat more however that means yeah you, yeah, you know <laughs> whatever Jason, that means you know justin we really great if it came out in a couple of weeks <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> well I, there are plenty of things you can point to on my plate that hey brian this would have been great if it came out months ago like you said um so now uh, on your website you're gonna have to have three columns now right you're gonna have to have the left, the right, and the middle, or something to cover. Oh, that's a smooth. <laughs> that's a smooth segue, actually, into the new website, ah. which we're yeah, that, and, and and so you're ahead of the game, and you're anticipating nicely. That yeah, so some big things coming down the pipeline. We do have our new website coming out shortly. We'll say that shortly. So if yeah, if, the- if people wanted to just uh, follow you guys and keep track of uh, of any news announcements, how how could they do that? So we have two blogs. We have our news blog, which is news.sixclear.com, and this interview will undoubtedly be on there. There we also have VI High, which is our Lavi programming blog, which is going to see a lot of new uh, excite exciting additions here in the next few months. Uh, right now, it's I haven't been paying as close attention as I should to my baby, VI High, but uh, there there will be some exciting things off um, put in there. For instance, we are we have done some recent collaborations with Tektronics, where we are going to be uh, doing some startup. We've already started to do some uh, getting started guides for how to program their new and very popular scopes with LabVIEW. So those are going to be going up very shortly. Uh, the first of those are finished. Uh, besides that, as far as keeping up with us, we are active on Twitter and Facebook. And you could just go to old-fashioned email. We send out regular emails, and you can visit us on our on our website, or just meet us at trade shows. We go to trade shows as well. We'll be at PitCon here in a few months. We'll be presenting at NI Week. Uh, I'm sorry, we'll be exhibiting at PitCon. We'll be exhibiting at NI Week and a few others in the spring. So you can check us out there. Well, thank you, uh, Brian and Justin, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Really, thanks. This was awesome, super fun, and you know, be happy to do it again anytime as new things come up. And, uh, you know, best of luck, and we hope to see more of, uh, of VI shots. It's just completely awesome, really fun. Uh, definitely, if you guys have any news on your framework or anything else you want to present, uh, just let me know, and we'll be happy to bring you back on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. Wonderful. Thanks, Thanks so much. Well, that was fun. I could talk for hours with those guys. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the VI Shots podcast. Make sure to visit the show notes page on vishots.com to find links to the content mentioned in this episode. You can also leave a comment over there with any questions, or you can send us an email directly to feedback at vishots.com. Thank you again for listening, and bye for now. blog uh vi shots and, and pretty nice I was even gonna ask did you guys home grow uh your your icon uh, up there and uh how did i guess the uh, vi shots come along i'm um, turning the interview around we're recording as well by the way <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah this is good i'm joking go as, on as long as you guys don't start uh, an audio blog please <laughs> no 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 <laughs> in this our first edition <laughs> well i mean uh vi high is kind of a competitor to vi shots but i mean i'm i'm, I'm not no, I'm not stuck on those kind of things. I, I feel that um, the more you synergize with the community and with the people around you, I think the, the better we all are in general.
um, the Livy community is is not the one that you know where you know <clears throat> you, you sort of get at each other's throats. We need to cooperate all the time. It is really, and I, and I just want to add in there, especially when I first started, I was actually a little apprehensive in going to other meetings and starting to chat with other you know, LabVIEW developers that worked for themselves or, you know, smaller companies like that, because I almost, I'm like, do they consider me competition? Uh, and really from, from the very start, the answer is no. It, the collaboration and the value we receive from working closely, or rather the value we receive from working closely each other with each other and collaborating is far more than, than any value we would get by, uh, if you will, shoring up your own IP for competitive reasons, like working with the the Alavi Architects Forum here and user group meetings and just other individual uh, developers has been incredibly valuable to our company in our perspective and working together in business opportunities across the board. So the Alavi community, just to, to reiterate what you're saying, is incredibly supportive and just a hugely valuable resource for us. Yeah, so to answer uh, your question, I think it was Jasim, um, as far as the, the VI Shots icon <laughs> or the logo, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, that I... I outsourced. Um, I outsourced to a graphic designer, actually. So um, yeah, it makes perfect sense. It's it's very nice, and I just I thought you did a really good job there. It's too good to be created by me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you should not have said that, Jasmine. So mean. I well, know, actually, I, I did create it. No. Um, so yeah, I just outsourced that, and I I gave them. I basically gave them the LabVIEW logo, and I said something like this, but not like that, because I don't want to get sued. Um, so <laughs> and that's kind of what they came up with it's very well it's different enough and sort of gets the message across that it's kind of like video and has something to do with the uh, lab yeah but not exactly lab view it doesn't look like the lab view logo the don't get sued motivation is pretty strong yeah i've uh we felt the same thing in, in fact and just in it just to add even in our version even in version one of our course we actually made a slide deck and printed the whole thing out and and gave it to national instruments to show them what it is in being open or not getting a letter saying please don't use that <laughs> right a cease and desist or whatever yeah it's just like let's just be open it's easier that way like openness and collaboration is by far uh, that, that that's by far our watchwords rather than being secretive